Hello, this is Nigdha from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of February. A little over 11,000 fresh COVID-19 cases were reported in the country in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally gradually inched closer to the 1.08 crore or 10.8 million mark. 110 fresh fatalities were reported nationwide and the COVID death toll stood at the 1,54,000 mark. The Health Ministry said today that over 41 lakh health workers have been vaccinated so far under the country-wide inoculation drive. And now for some COVID updates from different states. In Delhi, the number of vaccination centres were increased from 106 to 183, along with increasing the vaccination days from four to six days a week. The state's health minister said yesterday that frontline workers will also start getting the vaccine from this week besides health workers. The West Bengal Education Minister announced yesterday that school for 9th to 12th grade students will resume from February 12th. This comes nearly 11 months after institutions were shut down as a part of the nationwide lockdown. Farmers agitating against the centre's farm laws at the borders of Delhi yet again indicated that they are here for the long haul. Bharti Kisan Union leader Rakesh Tiket said yesterday that the farmers' agitation will not end before October. He said that the slogan of the agitation was Kanun Vapsi to Ghar Vapsi, meaning if the laws are rolled back, only then will the farmers go back. Tiket's comments come amid the increasing security restrictions at the border sites where the farmers are protesting. Barricades and barbed wires were seen at the Delhi-Uttar Pradesh border at Ghazipur. At Singhu border, meanwhile, the police used concrete barriers to block farmers. They also got iron rods hooked between two rows of cement barriers on a flank on the main highway. At Tikri, spikes and a three-foot-high concrete wall have been put in place. The Supreme Court today refused to entertain a batch of petitions seeking investigation into the Republic Day violence at the tractor rally. While some petitions sought judicial inquiry, others wanted a national investigation agency or CBI probe into the matter. The Apex Court said, and I quote, We are sure that the government is inquiring into it and taking appropriate action. We read a statement of Prime Minister Narendra Modi in the press that the law will take its own course. So the government is already investigating it. We do not want to interfere in it at this stage. Unquote. So far, more than 120 people have been arrested in connection with the 26th January violence. The Delhi police today announced a cash reward of 1 lakh rupees for anyone who provides them information about actor-turned-activist Deep Sidhu. A reward of 50,000 also stands for others accused in the Republic Day violence case. Sidhu is wanted for allegedly instigating violence during the farmers' rally on January 26th. In the budget session of Lok Sabha yesterday, the centre said that they will not compensate the families of farmers who lost a member during the protests against the laws. It added that the central government had, quote-unquote, appealed many times that the children and elders, including women, should return home in view of the cold and the pandemic. In over two months of the farmers' protests at Delhi, as many as 70 people have reportedly died, many of them due to biting cold as they camp out in the open. Some died in road accidents while travelling to and from the protest sites. At least three died by suicide to express anger and pain against what they described as the centre's injustice. After yesterday's walkout by the opposition parties during the budget session, the centre and the opposition party came to an agreement on the discussion on farm laws. 15-hour deliberations will take place in the Rajya Sabha, where the question R has been suspended for two days. In the Rajya Sabha, the Bharatiya Janata Party told the opposition today that the new agricultural laws were passed after extensive discussions in the parliament. It added that the doors were open for farmers to resolve the issue through talks. BGP also told opposition parties to not make the farmers' agitation another Shaheen bug. Meanwhile, the centre's farm laws and the consequent farmer agitation garnered comments from international celebrities on social media. 
Twitter was abuzz this morning after pop singer Rihanna tweeted a news article about the farmers' protest. She asked why the protests were not being talked about. Her tweet went viral on social media, leading to a stream of support from the international community. The Ministry of External Affairs issued a statement in response to the social media outpouring today. It warned against what it described as temptation of sensationalist social media hashtags and comments about the government's new laws. Dear listeners, in the backdrop of the long deadlock between the centre and the farmers and the heavy security measures, internet ban in protest sites, my colleague Ayush went to Ghazipur border to capture the mood of the protesting farmers. Let me read you an excerpt from his latest report. In the last few days, the number of protesters at Ghazipur have been higher than they've ever been since the start of the protest two months ago. The crowd had shrunk significantly after the events of Republic Day when a crackdown by the Uttar Pradesh government seemed imminent but went back up after an odd event. On the evening of January 28, Bharti Kisan Union leader Rakesh Tiket had an emotional outburst before the media. As dozens of uniformed men stood guard near the Ghazipur protest site, a teary-eyed and clearly exasperated Tiket told journalists that the protests against the new farm laws would not end. The video blazed through western Uttar Pradesh and within hours, farmers, mostly Jats, entered Ghazipur in a show of support. On January 31st, the protesting Jats told News Laundry that they had a plan to vote out the Bharatiya Janata Party in the next assembly elections. Near the stage, under the expressway and outside makeshift kitchens, they reiterated that the Safran Party had engineered a rift between Jats and Muslims in western Uttar Pradesh and they did not pay farmers for their produce, hiked electricity and fertilizer rates and ushered in social discord and agrarian distress. To know more about what the growing number of Jat farmers at Ghazipur have to say, head over to newslaundry.com and read his report titled, Voting for BJP is our generation's biggest regret a day with Jat farmers at Ghazipur. Congress leader Shashi Tharoor and journalist Rajdeep Sardesai, Rinal Pandey, Zafar Aga, Parishnath and Anant Nath moved the Supreme Court today against the FIRs filed against them for misreporting on the farmers' rally on Republic Day. Legal news portal Bar & Bench reported that they had asked for the quote-unquote frivolous FIRs to be cancelled. The FIRs were filed against six journalists including Vinod Jose and Congress leader Shashi Tharoor in Madhya Pradesh, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh. The complaints were filed against them for posting tweets and deliberately circulating fake news on the death of a farmer during the rally. The Indian Express reported that a complaint was also filed against the seven in Bengaluru. Charges included sedition, promoting enmity, engaging in acts that are prejudicial to the maintenance of harmony between religions and making statements promoting hatred or ill will. The FIRs have been widely condemned by the press fraternity. In another media-related update, the Indian Express reported today that the government has sent a notice to Twitter for restoring a number of accounts that were supporting the farmers' laws. The centre questioned Twitter for restoring the withheld accounts despite the Information Technology Ministry's directive to block them. It warned the social media company of facing consequences of non-compliance of directions issued under Section 69A of the IT Act. Nearly 100 Twitter accounts and 150 tweets related to the farmers' protests were withheld by Twitter on Monday morning as the IT ministry directed it to remove these accounts. The company later reinstated them on Monday night. The accounts included that of the Caravan magazine, the CEO of Prasar Bharti and many activists supporting the farm protests. The ministry's notice said that Twitter cannot decide whether the move to withhold the Twitter accounts is impractical or disproportionate. It added that Twitter was an intermediary bound by the orders of the central government. Sources at Twitter told the newspaper that before the discussions with the government, they had temporarily withheld the accounts based on a legal demand made by the IT ministry. 
But during further discussions with officials of the government, Twitter conveyed that the accounts and tweets in question constitute free speech and are newsworthy. It added that these tweets and accounts were therefore withheld and that protecting public conversation and transparency was fundamental to the company. Dear listeners, we have come to a time when attempts to curb the voices of dissent and those of independent media are more blatant than ever before. From FIRs against journalists in multiple states to government directives to social media companies to block the accounts of independent media organizations and of activists. And recently, even restricting the entry of press into the protest sites. In her latest report, my colleague Nidhi wrote about how media persons without national media authorized press cards will not be allowed to enter the single border site. When asked what a national media authorized press card was, she was told by the police that media persons cannot just go in now. The irony here is very stark. Sections of the national media were boycotted by the farmers who choose to speak to independent media platforms like News Laundry. And now we are being restricted by authorities from even entering the protest sites. At a time like this, independent media platforms need your support and backing more than ever before to be able to bring you stories from the ground. So once you're done listening to this podcast, please do check out our website, newslaundry.com, and there you will find news stories in a range of formats from ground reports to podcasts. If you like what you see, please do consider subscribing to us because we are a 100% ad-free news platform. And this is the perfect time to hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of our website and support free and fair media. And now for some international updates. Multinational tech and e-commerce giant Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos announced on Tuesday that he would be stepping down from his post. The world's richest man said that he will transition into the role of executive chair in the third quarter. The role of CEO will be handed over to Andy J.C., who heads Amazon Web Services. In a letter to his employees, Bezos wrote, and I quote, In the executive chair role, I intend to focus my energies and attention on new products and early initiatives. Andy is well known inside the company and has been at Amazon for almost as long as I have. He will be an outstanding leader and he has my full confidence. Unquote. He added in the letter that he would stay engaged in important Amazon initiatives but would pivot towards philanthropic initiatives. The initiatives include his Day One Fund and Bezos Earth Fund. He also said that he will engage himself in other business ventures in space exploration and journalism. Amazon's chief financial officer, Brian Olsovsky, meanwhile said that Bezos was not leaving but just getting a new job. A Russian court on Tuesday sentenced Kremlin critic and opposition leader Alexei Navalny to three and a half years in jail. The court ruled that he had violated the terms of his parole but said that his prison term would be shortened for the time he had served earlier under house arrest. Navalny, one of President Vladimir Putin's most prominent critics, was arrested at the Russian border on 17th of January. He was detained after returning from Germany where he had been recovering from a nerve agent poisoning. Navalny had claimed that he had been poisoned by the Putin government. His allies called on their supporters to immediately protest against the jailing in central Moscow. Thousands were detained in the aftermath of these protests in the last few weeks. Navalny's lawyers said that the opposition politician would appeal against the ruling. And now for a brief update on global COVID numbers. The COVID tally worldwide inched closer to the 104 million mark, while 2.25 million people have succumbed to the virus so far. Recoveries across the world, meanwhile, surged to 57.7 million. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.